Hi everyone, welcome to Sam Apata podcast. This is a new series titled Entre- My Entrepreneurship Journey. And I've got with me here today, um, Rappelang. He's a good friend. Um, I can call him an associate also. And he's going to be the um, inaugural guest on this new series of My entrepreneurship journey. Rappelang, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. How are you doing? <laughs> thank you very much, Seb, and thank you for the invitation. This really looks good. I'm really, really excited to be here. I can't wait to get into the conversation so that we can really unpack very, very interesting discussions. Awesome. Awesome. You're welcome. Um, really, though, I think um, being 2020, and considering the global pandemic, honestly, how are you doing? No, I'm doing great. I'm doing well. I can't really complain. I think um, 2020 has been a blessing in disguise. And I think also 2020 becomes what we make it to be. Um, generally, it looks like it's a year where everything is going down and everyone is going down. But if you refuse to go down... <laughs> You have a choice to not go down if you choose so. So and I think I really fought, uh, I mean, in this 2020 to ensure that as everything is going down, <laughs> I don't go down and, and, and free fall with everything. Mm. So, but uh, it takes a strategy. I mean, I, I always say that 2020 and post-COVID uh, economy will require, uh, will actually be the survival of the innovative. So, and I think that's, the direction that I choose. Awesome. The era of the innovative. We'll get more into that. <laughs> but um, before we get into the discussion, the name of your company is the Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Company. Yeah. Tell us what the company is about or what you do as a business. So the Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Company, so we have rebranded into that because the business has evolved. So, and the reason why we call ourselves the Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Company because we concern ourselves with how do we establish a working entrepreneurial ecosystem for small businesses to thrive. So we are a company that helps small businesses find help. So we're about helping others find help. And um, the reason why we do that is because we realize a gap that there are all these beautiful, great and nice things in the, in, the, in the support system that so many entrepreneurs don't know about. And then we task ourselves with a responsibility of ensuring that how do we create that awareness and ensure that entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurs, they understand what is available for them mm. in the support system, which is very, very important because the first thing you want to know when you start a business is that where do I find the things that I need in order for me to start my business. And you'll find that there's a support for each and everything that you will ever need and that you'll ever think of. It's out there somewhere, but a lot of people don't know about. So your business assists them to be able to um, have access to those resources that is required for their business development. Is that exactly, correct? Exactly. Okay. However, on top of that, sorry yeah. to just <laughs> cut you short there, that... Um, Above that, we also um, do a lot of uh, projects within because we do uh, enterprise, full-on uh, enterprise and supply development solutions where we do uh, design and implementation of corporate uh, uh, enterprise development projects. Yeah. And then we also do mentoring, coaching for entrepreneurs. So we also do a lot of training stuff. So um, yeah, so we work within, we work with corporates, we work with with government, we, and we work with entrepreneurs directly, and we also work with all the stakeholders of uh, enterprise development. Awesome. I would have asked you to introduce yourself and tell us your um, um, business journey, how you started, and all of that. But the great thing about this particular series is that it it's, it it has different formats to it. Yes. Um, there is a content that is going to go on YouTube. So um, what I would, you know, advise those that are listening to this podcast is to go to Sam Akwata YouTube channel, subscribe to it, and you will be able to 
here and watch Rapelang chronologically tell you about his entrepreneurship journey, how he started um, by assisting his parents uh, in the spaza shop uh, in, in Mafikeng, is that correct, in yes. Northwest? Yes. Do you want to quickly, you know, for the purpose of those that are listening to the podcast that might not want to go to YouTube to watch the video, do you want to just touch on um, some of the things that, say, inspire or help you to get to harness the entrepreneurship innate that was there? For sure. So my journey started way back, very long time ago. I think after my dad got retrained and then um, bought a taxi, the taxi got stolen, and then the spaza shop was a means and the source of income. And then I started working in the spaza shop at a very early age, at, at a very young age. Yeah. And then that's how I also, when I was in primary school, I used to sell as well because I used to take stock from the spaza shop and take it to school to sell the mm. sweets, the snacks, and mazimba. We call it mazimba. So all of that exposed me to um, the, 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 the world of entrepreneurship at a very young age. And then throughout my schooling, I used to sell mm. anything I could find, even in the community. Um, the stuff that young people would play with, the marbles, the, the tops. <laughs> I don't know what to call it in English, but uh, it's called a top that we used to play. Mm. Uh, so I used to sell all of that, look at the trends, and then look at what is it that is, is, is in demand by my peers, yes. and then make it really available, and then sell it to them. So, and then my journey progressed through, even when I went to tertiary to ensure that I follow the commerce stream so mm. that I can harness yeah. my entrepreneurial flair yeah. and, 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 and back it with some education so that I can be able to now open myself up yes. to uh, more opportunities within the business space without ensuring that, you know, um, I have any limitation because education then gives you the wings yeah. to be able to achieve even much more. So that is just a summary of my <laughs> journey of how I got to be where I am so far. Thank you very much. Uh, so once again, for those that are listening, um, go to Sam Apata, um YouTube channel, subscribe, and you will hear more in details about um, um, Rappelang's entrepreneurship journey. So... When you were sharing your story, you mentioned something that um, was very critical and somewhat um, pivotal also. You said in 2014, there were a lot of challenges. You haven't moved from Mafikeng at some point, and you were now living in Johannesburg, and you've started your business. It was going okay. And in 2014... Um, with some of the knowledge that you had and applied in your businesses, everything seemingly going well, and um, quote and unquote, you hit a roadblock, and all you could do was go back home <laughs> in 2014. Yes. Take us through that journey. Shortly, what led to roadblock? in your business here in Johannesburg and you have to move back home in Mafeking. What happened here when you move back home? Because you later, I think um, after a few months, according to yes, the story you shared, you had to come back to Johannesburg <laughs> because nothing was working, you know, in, in Mafeking. I want you to go into details. Yeah, I mean, 2014 was such a defining moment and very critical year indeed, but extremely difficult. I think it was one of my worst years because I just didn't understand what was happening in my life and I kind of like lost direction and uh, had to bounce back. But um, things began to be extremely difficult because mm -hmm. remember I started, uh, formally I started my business 2011 and then um, after three years, I think things, you know, began to be a little bit uh, difficult. Mm. And after having tried multiple of different things, so because sometimes when one thing is not working, you think that maybe this is not the right thing and then let you let move to another thing. So after trying a couple of things and now at the heat of <laughs> you know, entrepreneurship can bring you into a place where you feel that the heat is too much. <laughs> Tell me about it. And and you just 
wonder if there's a way out yeah. and, and 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 I was at that point very very critical moment very very defining moment as well and then I decided that maybe um you know Joburg is not for me let me go back to my Fikeng and try opportunities there mm. and it was a worst decision ever it, it was a nightmare going there what happened I got there tried to start um a business and the easy one was to continue with my consulting company which was providing services for small businesses mm. so but then i realized that things are very different there so uh, people are not starting businesses mm. at that rapid rate and and the culture yes of uh, the environment there people are not talking entrepreneurship in terms of innovation or what what is it that they can start yes. you know The culture there is about tenders, ah. RFQs. That is a language, and the economy there is not um, the 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 things that makes the economy work. It's only stimulated through government um, uh, opportunities, and there are no industries. Um, uh, people only work for the government. And, and work for other small businesses. Mafikin doesn't have mines, oh. really. So it's only those uh, smaller uh, scale miners. It's really not really economically that much. Um, does Viable as it were. Yes, they, they don't. So now the economy there doesn't produce anything. The economy hmm. is completely dead. Hmm. You're trying to start a business there. And you don't even have capital to start anything sustainable. Hmm. And I I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do, but there was nothing to be done, hmm. you know. Um, and then and then you realize that it's a very different culture. Um, then when I really ran very low, when the chips were down, then I realized that, you know, I can't really make a comeback in in this kind of situation. I have to <laughs> go back to Joburg. I make it work. And may, because at least I think in Joburg, because the, the the economy is so vibrant, it presents so many opportunities yes. that you are able to hustle and make the hustle work. Hmm. Some areas are dead like that. Hmm. For you to make it work there, it's extremely difficult. So, and then I, I, I realized that it was better for me to come back because I know how things work this side. It will be much easier. Some places... You, it's easy to start something there when you already have money. You can move quickly. Sure. Places like Mafi King. So, but in Joburg, it presents you with an opportunity to start anything with 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 from nothing. Yeah. And it's easy to to start and and and, and grow a business here. Yeah. Because there are established um, uh, 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 systems and 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 support structure and the economy is ripe yep. and, and and everything is out there for you to take advantage of and grow as an entrepreneur so and that really motivated the decision for me <laughs> to make a comeback and and that was the best decision I could ever make and then uh, this is where we are today <laughs> interesting interesting I think um, I, I might be quoting the statistic. Um, um, wrongly, but I think um, they say that between either 60 or 70 or sometimes some statistics says 90% of small businesses fail in their first three or five years. You know, maybe yes. you have um, more understanding about that particular um, statistic, but, you know, but something around there that the first three to five years, you know, small businesses fail. And you you formally st uh, started in 20, 2011, and three years uh, into it, almost feel like, um, you know, <laughs> this entrepreneurship journey is not for me as you have narrated it. So, um, but what you did that was very um, inspiring is that, you know, you took um, time to go back home, did all of that, like you said, and you came back. Yes. And um, the lessons you learned from there help you to kind of like um, soldier on, if I may put it like that. So um, that was very commendable mm -hmm. because that's where most young people give up. Okay, I was going to ask, uh, I was <laughs> going to ask your age at that particular period, but I think uh, we shouldn't go there. Because it's very, it's, it's, it's a very pivotal um, moment like you, like you shared. And again, I'm repeating that because um, it is validated that that's when most people 
give up. And I mean, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I know how challenging it is. I mean, I can go on and on about um, how many times it, how many times it feels like you know um, giving up. But again, like you said, here we are today. So um, tell me, you mentioned something earlier that education is very key to entrepreneurship. Either it is formal or informal entrepreneurial education. How has the informal and formal ed education that you, you know, received during your entrepreneurship development helped you? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's very important because we always say that entrepreneurship is, a, is, is an is an art and a science, um, is an art in, in, in that there are certain natural traits that you are born with that enables you to enterprise mm. or to be a good entrepreneur. Mm. But there are other aspects which are uh, a science where it's about you being able to know the numbers, mm. you being able to know the marketing, to know the, understand the market, you being able to follow the law, you being able to comply with the regulations that are out there, you being able to build a team, you being able to... So all of those things now, that's where the science of it is required. And, 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 and the, the, the application of your knowledge, mm. that is what is going to define success for you because... Um, uh, I think lack of education then makes you very limited in terms of understanding these various things because business has a lot of moving parts and and you have to understand as many moving parts as possible. Hmm. And the more you broaden your mind to knowledge and, 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 and information and wisdom, the more you really increase your capacity to handle this business, as it grows, as it scales, yeah. as it scales, you'll realize that you have to make so many decisions. Now the business is small. There's a certain level of decision making required. As the business scale, the decision making intensity mm. grows, and your ability to make decisions at that level yeah. will be determined by what you know and how much you know. And sometimes we don't say that education has to always be formal and degrees and diplomas and doctorates and all of the MBA and all of that. So, but continuous learning is very important, whether formal or informal, as long as you maintain a continuous learning. And we always talk about the um, the successful school dropout entrepreneurs and all of that. Yeah, they dropped out from the formal education. But the continuous learning never stops. Yes. You it's, can, big, it's big good that actually emphasize on that. You know? Exactly. Because you can go and ask them that, did they stop education? They no. will tell you, no, you can't stop education as an entrepreneur because once you stop, you stop growing. Yes. Because you, the success of your business is intrinsically linked to your growth as an entrepreneur. When you are not growing, your business cannot grow. So there is a commensurate development between your business and you as an individual. And entrepreneurs that don't grow themselves yes. do not have the capacity to grow their business. So all of these things they are very important. That's why then you are, you are able to uh, prioritize education as well as a very important pillar as part of the success equation. Awesome. One of the informal education um, or centers that you um, attended was the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. So basically, you are an alumni of Branson <laughs> Center of Entrepreneurship. So am I. How did the um, center itself and the resources they offered and the structure of their um, program help you or contribute to your business development and some of the network that uh, you, you you made there how uh, those contributed to the to your business development yeah you know I, I think we're at the point where we undermine the role of support institutions mm. in our entrepreneurial journey because the talk that is there now is that no these things are not working or they oh, are, you mean your incubators and your... Yes, your incubator program, accelerator program, corporate programs that... 
others that are, have undermined them because you know of maybe some of the abuses that are there in the system true but but uh be that as it may they they are very important players in the the creation of an environment an ecosystem, ecosystem. an environment that enables the, the, uh, the thriving for small businesses so i think for me some of the critical lessons that I've learned because I did Shanduka Black Umbrellas and I did the Brand Center as well. Mm. So with Shanduka Black Umbrellas, what they would emphasize is um, uh, on, especially on the financial management where you have to do management accounts, mm. it becomes very foreign concept, especially when you don't have background in business. I mean, you might have studied accounting, but the whole concept of having to do management accounts accounting. each and every month it sounds so foreign to an ordinary entrepreneur, but they would drum in some of those principles uh, very early on and forces you to do all of that mm. and support you in that process. And then the Brunson Center as well in how the um, uh, certain principles that you get taught and and with experts and, and field um, um, experts that are really practicing those space, imparting that knowledge that they have gathered for so many years and helping you not to repeat their mistakes. Mm. So it's very important in your development as an entrepreneur. And, and the, the only thing is that when you are looking for a, a support institution for your development, firstly, yes. you have to look at an institution that matches your needs absolutely or that speaks to your industry that speaks to your industry and and also that is at that is um uh, uh, recruiting entrepreneurs at the level where you are because if you are not a startup don't go to a startup incubator mm. to, because you are not going to really get the value so 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 you might want to choose something maybe more industry specific you also might want to choose something at the level scale specific scale specific and also uh, the mix of the caliber of entrepreneurs that are there because yep. there is also a, 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 an element of uh, interchange of knowledge and 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 peer to peer learning that happens yes and the ends i mentioned earlier sorry for cutting your ends i mentioned earlier the impact of the network you made at at, at the center exactly you, you made very credible uh, entrepreneur like yourself <laughs> <laughs> you know here we are today we yes. met at at that uh, organization many years eight back years uh, eight years ago and here we still are doing credible things and 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 most of the time, and also with the, um, uh, the 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 programs that I get to program manage. Yes. So you find that there is a lot of synergy and collaboration, especially for those that are industry specific. That entrepreneurs they are struggling with the same challenges. Oh yes. They are able to amongst themselves have a peer-to-peer -peer exchange Solutions, yes. of, 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 of solutioning around the stuff that they are facing. So it becomes critical to, to because it's a controlled environment yes. uh, of, of, of like-minded people and that you are able to harness the experience of other entrepreneurs in building to for, for where you are going. So it becomes very, very critical. Thank you very much for sharing that. So your business started as a consulting um uh, company yes. and you have evolved into enterprise development take the listeners through the transition you know yes so we started more um as a uh, consulting company that was really focusing on assisting small business with their compliance issues and all of that so but as so, you so, sorry, sorry for um, interjecting mm -hmm. when you say compliance issues um, there are some of the listeners, you know, um, yes, in, in, within the region of South Africa and outside the region yeah. that would want to know what do you mean by um, um, compliance issues when it comes to starting or um, open, opening a business. Yeah. So the regulatory compliance will include things like being formalized, being registered with the um, registrar of companies and also being compliant with the tax man, making sure that your 
um, tax issues are in order mm. and also observing the industry specific uh, compliance that exists in your industry who are the regulatory bodies yes. who are the um, regulatory authorities that oversee practice in that specific industry mm -hmm. that you have to comply with before you are able to operate uh, in that particular industry so uh, and also some of the peripheral services with, with regards to maybe business profiles business plan so those are the some of the services that we used to assist entrepreneurs with so but as you interact with them then you realize a lot of gaps mm. within some of their businesses and then you realize that those gaps become your opportunities to fill um, in those spaces as well and then gradually you evolve now into 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 other things that are much more bigger and also you have to grow revenue because if you deal with entrepreneurs and you realize that um, you are offering service where it's one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, uh, you know offering mm. Uh, you can't scale that much because entrepreneurs, in terms of affordability, they can only pay you so much. That's true. So then how do you still assist entrepreneurs but now uh, bringing in an element of a corporate uh, intervention mm. that they can intervene financially yes. for the assistance of small businesses so that you can increase the impact that you are making for small businesses and also generate more revenue and generate more revenue be more sustainable that's true create a, a viable business model so that's how you evolve your business model still servicing the same market but with a very complete shifted business model that that is that is really uh, critical so and that's how we've evolved over the years and how is that aspect of the business going the esd that is Come again? The ESD, the Enterprise Development um, Services that you're now offering, how has that um, scale or impacted your business? Yeah, I mean, it has helped us to really grow uh, because um, uh, to operate, dealing with small businesses directly, uh, scaling becomes a problem. And then when you bring in the corporates, uh, you are able to then realize growth in terms of revenue and then be able to also scale much more faster. So the ESD space as it is, is a growing space because then it is inspired from the whole BE uh, legislation or policy that is trying to bridge the gap between, you know, um, 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 the, 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 the people that have structurally uh, benefit and the, those that were structurally excluded from the economy to yes. ensure that it leveled the playing field. So, but also it it, it able to then stimulate um, um, uh, the, 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 an environment that allows small businesses. Yes, entrepreneurship ecosystem and, development. Entrepreneurship ecosystem development, which is very critical because then now corporates are able to come into the party and participate financially yes. in stimulating the growth of the entrepreneurial ecosystem to ensure that more small businesses now are able to uh, have those barriers to entry be lifted yes. because now there's availability of funding, there's yes. availability of support, yes. there's availability of mentoring resources and, and coaching that. resources uh, programs and, and expertise and research and all of that they are enabled by a, a policy intervention so I think that has really been been great indeed the development of the small business ecosystem also impact on the economic development um, at a national level would yes. you agree with me exactly because for you to stimulate the economy, you yes. need small businesses. A lot of small businesses. And, 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 and a lot of economies, that's where they are shifting because they are realizing that a big business, you can only have so many of them. And the government also, you can only have up to a certain degree. Yes. But there is limitless um, uh, uh, opportunities to create the maximum growth of small businesses to ensure that you also increase the GDP, you yes. also increase the products and services in the economy. And contribute also to... And um, con contribute uh, to the tax uh, Contribute uh, to tax and also um, empl uh, empl employment. Employment, so because small businesses, they hire more than 
the uh, government and the large corporate combined. So if you can sustain the economy using small business as a model, then you, you, you have a much more sustainable strategy for your economic growth than when you neglect them. And that's why we always, as the entrepreneurship activists, mm. uh, raise our voices to be heard, to say that put everything, your investment, your focus, everything into small businesses. Yes. Because big business, they know how to look for the, uh, out for themselves. Yes. But small business, that's where, you know, most of your, your, your solutions are going to come from. And if you want to be a de developmental state, yes. you may want to be ensure that you focus on uh, the growth of small businesses. On that, um, in your view, how is the South African government or specifically the Department of uh, Small Business is faring in the, in, in the development of small businesses? You know, according to the total entrepreneurship activities, the South African ratio is 1 is to 18. So meaning that one uh, out of the uh, uh, 18 adults are entrepreneurs, only one out of the 18 of the adults. So that's a very, um, um, you know, it's not a good ratio at all that, that characterizes the picture mm. of where we are as a country in terms of entrepreneurship levels because the ratio uh, suggests that the entrepreneurship levels and entrepreneurship activities are extremely very low. Mm. Less people are becoming entrepreneurs. Mm. But look at this, that you are talking about uh, employment. So if you, can f if you can focus on, like the South African government, they spoke about the fact that they want to create, uh, I think at some point they were talking about uh, uh, 5 million jobs. According to the NDP 2030. According to the NDP 2030, and they were talking about uh, 5 million jobs. And then someone said that, you know, because big business, you can't increase the number of big business to increase the number of jobs. So it means that and government also, you can increase government departments or government services to increase the, num the, the number of uh, jobs. state-owned enterprises. Or increase the number of state-owned. You cannot. So the only space you have is with the small businesses. And someone was saying that if you can create one million small businesses that employ five people, you will easily hit the... The, the, the mark, the, the mark and, 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 and hit the target. So, 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 but the job creation strategy has not necessarily been anchored mm -hmm. on the strategy to uh, bring small business into, in, into the place so that you are able to absorb uh, as many people into jobs as possible. Mm. So of which, where are those jobs going to come from? Mm. If they can't come from government, if they can't come from bus big business, and you are not supporting the small businesses. And you are not supporting um, the small businesses so that they can they can they can rise and and create those where are those jobs going to come from? So that's why every time the politicians talk about job creation, the first thing that comes to my mind that if you are talking about creating jobs, where are the jobs going to come from? Because you can you can create jobs through gov uh, government except for facilitating policy. Yes. And creating an enabling environment, you know, maybe through tax cuts and maybe through other intervention. And also you still have a, a big business. Big business, they are what they are. There yes. is very little they can do in terms of expanding capacity for job creation. Yes. Your, your last hope is... The small, small businesses. businesses. And um, talk about, um, I, I just want us to uh, dwell on this a little bit because it's very relevant. You know, considering um, the global pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs. And um, yes, you know, we, the economy is starting to pick up in South Africa. We are now at um, level, level one uh, uh, easing, um, lockdown easing rather. It's n we need to stimulate the economy. Yes. Okay. Having said that, though, the advancement of digital technology also, it's another issue that is going to impact, you yes. know, even before 2020, you, you know, you and I, and it's been a conversation, the 4IR, the um, artificial intelligence and all of that, their impact on, um, on jobs. Yes. And COVID also has contributed badly to it. So in all of these, and again, the big businesses can't hire fast enough. Considering all of these issues, 
what is it that young individuals, someone in, in the township that is listening to this podcast, what do you think they need to start thinking in what direction that they need to start looking at in order to, um, you know, create something for themselves. Let's say someone is listening and he or she is still thinking about how to go and submit a CV in one company or the other, and that company is already innovating uh, digitally and they're already applying all this um, um, technology that is going to kind of like bring efficiency and, 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 and automate most of their operations. Yes. You know, it means that the chances of such individual is zero to none. Yeah. So what would you say to such individual, you know, um, about starting something? And if he or she is going to start a business, how should he or she or they go about it? I think, as we all know that, I mean, COVID-19 has really accelerated the advent of 4IR yes. and advent of modern technology. And and everything is moving there very rapidly. And 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 there's that digital transformation that mm. we are seeing and is happening rapidly. So, and it's, it's creating, um, it's really facing out certain opportunities mm. and facing out certain careers and facing out certain businesses. So that is why then, if you cannot manage, um, deal with the, 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 the forces of change, they are just going to disrupt you out of, um, out of the game. And you are going to be heavily, heavily, heavily compromised. So that's why it's very, very important that as the waves of change have come, and they are disrupting us very hard. So this is the time that we should change. We, we should think about how do we adapt to the new change, and also how do we now uh, move our businesses online where we can. Well, maybe not all businesses can move online, but at least how do we embrace some level of technology into our business? And I always talk about. Uh, uh, digital tools to say mm. that for for everything that you need there's a digital tool for it mm. in a form of an app or a software or some tool in the and internet and some of them are even free most of them are for free you know or trials or whatever so it then becomes very important to see what your business um, is all about what your business need and what are some of the um, tools that you can use in order to digitize your business so that you can be more competitive because your competitors are moving fast online and into digital spaces and they're going to provide their services much more cheaper, cost-effective, much more faster and with the greater quality and greater appeal Yes, while they leverage the use of modern technology into their business and you are going to be disrupted not by the technology itself, but by your competitors who are bringing technology Absolutely. into their business to give their customers a better experience Absolutely. Than, than what you can give them. So, 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 so it's not by choice. It's not because you want or not, but it's because it's critical. It's critical. If you don't, if you don't do that, you will be disrupted out of the game by your competitors who will move much more faster and take over the market and take the entire market share while you watch. Interesting. <laughs> um, what's your view on the Africa Free uh, Continental Free Trade Agreement and the need for Africans to do business together? I mean, it's, it's very critical because when we learn from what Europe is doing, the way it's integrated and the way there is uh, free trade amongst the, the company, it creates a very strong economy uh, for all of them collectively yes. because they're able to harness their, uh, their resourcefulness in, 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 in the way they are and also leverage from one currency and all of that. So I believe also um, Africa should look at 
that whole um, uh, free trade, yes. you know, and lessen much more of, um, you know, uh, cross-border trade that has hampered uh, uh, ease of doing business with, with each other yes. and travel as well. You know, uh, as we know that it's very difficult if you are in Africa to travel to any country you want, mm. you have to travel out of Africa. In some cases, that's and, true. And 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 and, you come back. and come back. So you are going to a country. You have to go out of Africa to get to that country. So it doesn't make sense. And I think all of those things they really need to be addressed by uh, all those policies and all all those um, interventions to ensure that um, Africa. Um, is able to come together yes. and ensure that they grow an inclusive economy yes. as 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 Africans and 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 also rely and have self reliance because if you look at what Africa is doing, it's relying on the rest of the world for 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 their economies. Mm. So, but our economy as Africa is not integrated in such a way that. It, it can al- sustain. It, it can sustain itself. itself. It always has to. So, so, so it, it's very siloed, very fragmented. And I think things like your free trade agreement yes. will address some of those issues. That how do you create um, the, the seamless trade uh, a, a, a reduction of those barriers yes. that that are there to ensure that the sustainable economy and a united economy that will ensure that business is successful all the businesses succeed in africa as we round off the podcast you mentioned something in in the other video that you recorded that post covid is an era of the innovative yes did, did i quote you correctly yes what do you mean by that so i was saying post covid economy will be the survival of the innovative okay so this is because as we have been disrupted and everyone is talking about the new normal. Yes. And what does the new normal entails? It just means that things are not going to be done the same way they used to be done before. So you cannot afford to do things the way you used to do them or the way they used to be done before. Because then now you'll not be you'll not be in line with the demands of the new normal. Mm. So you'll not be compliant to the new normal. So so this only means that you've got to um, uh, think about, um, firstly, you have to understand the, 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 the change that has come. Yes. So that you know how to respond to it. Because everyone, every business, wherever they are, simply because their business models have been disrupted, <laughs> the first thing they are trying to do is to understand the change. You know yes. that they find themselves in, so that they can understand how they need to respond to that change. Do they have to respond with technology? Mm. Do they have to respond with restructuring? Yes. Do they have to respond with a different strategy? Do they have to respond with, um, uh, you know, the the new product line? Do they have to respond through, uh, 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 maybe. Um, uh, introducing new things into into the business yes. so that they can keep their market, they can keep their customers, they can keep their solutions being top of mind in consumers. Mm. So everyone at some level, they are disrupted, but you've got to first understand this wave of change that has um, hit us with a surprise. No one was uh, expecting this to happen. No one was prepared for it. But it also shows that uh, it also tests everyone and tests all the businesses mm. about uh, the resilience yes. of their business models and the resilience of um, uh, the solutions that they provide. That are they providing solutions that really consumers uh, want yes. and and people like, or or, or they are they are in a fad. They are producing something that will 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 not stand the test of time. So it's really testing so many things this time, and this is the time not to panic, but to really think and and come out of the comfort zone mm. because it's also testing if you are a real entrepreneur, you know, and it's separating those who are 
uh, 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 pseudo entrepreneurs and yes. those who are real entrepreneurs because a real entrepreneur understand the power of crisis. Yes. That it is during crisis mm. that I'm I'm revealed that my entrepreneurial flair is revealed, you know. Because we and are here to solve challenges. Because we are here to solve challenges. We 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 don't panic during crisis because we understand that every crisis come with a blessing. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And and that's why uh, uh, most of the entrepreneurs are excited, you know. This COVID-19 is excitable for them. Yes, we sympathize with the, the, the damage it caused and, and, and life lost, lost yes. you know, may their soul rest in peace. Mm-hmm. However, we, 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 we are excited by being pushed into the corner and having to uh, figure out what we need to do. And how, innovate. And how to innovate, how do we solution for the new uh, 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 um, solutions and, and, and all of that. So it's, it's really testing who is really an entrepreneur by uh, um, you know people the, that the are, are really the expression serious. Of, the expression of your face, you know, can't you I, know? I, I, I tell I you, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I tell exactly because I'm really passionate about this, and for me, it has always been about um, you know how do we maximize the yes. mo- the moment. And how do we get much out of the crisis we find ourselves in and and innovate and and, and come up with new things, develop new solutions and take to market something that will really be, you know, uh, of need to the market. Because crisis comes with a lot of challenges, a lot of problems. Then it also bears new businesses, many solutions to be to be to be solved and and, and it calls for many entrepreneurs. And I, I was saying lastly that post-COVID economy will require a lot of entrepreneurs. Hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. And second to that is um, you said an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, you are a leader. Yes. And you would agree with me that um, the global pandemic also tested leaders. Let me just put it like that. So when you said as an entrepreneur, you are a leader, what do you mean by that? You know, you have to realize that uh, leadership is about something depends on you. Hmm. And when you look at where we find ourselves in, um, your business depends on you, the customers depend on you, the suppliers depend on you. So there's a your lot, employee, your employees de- depend on you. And your ability to be able to meet all of these things at, at the point of their needs mm. is very critical in demonstrating your leadership ability. Interesting. And, 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 and the, the, the resilience that you need to demonstrate and, and how you need to keep calm when they, in the midst of panic. How to keep calm when your employees are panicking. Exactly. And bring everyone to calm. To ensure that, because you are the captain of this ship, mm. so you cannot be everywhere when everyone is uncertain. You've got to keep calm, because because uh, you are the person that can save everyone, and you are also the person that can drown everyone. Mm. So things rise and fall on leaders. On leaders. So and this is the time for us as entrepreneurs to take leadership. And to demonstrate that we are leaders and, and, and entrepreneurship is leadership. Hmm. You are leading the society. You are leading government. Yes. You are leading uh, a, a, a big business. You are leading our community. Because look at what is happening now. Everyone is looking at people who are going to come up with new ideas, new That's true. to deal with the current crisis. That's true. So as entrepreneurs... The government is looking at us to come up with solutions. The the the, the, the society is looking at us to come out with solutions. I mean, one of the one of the um, solutions that the society is looking at us for entrepreneurs that is is um, solutions to the uh, work from home. Yes, you know um, the tools, the, the the technology required, yes. and all of that. You know, so. 
I couldn't agree with you more that uh, indeed the society and the nation at large are looking at uh, the entrepreneurs, you know, to be able to come up with um, solutions and, and truly demonstrate their leadership skills. That's true. I mean, even when you, you because, you know, there is no um, certified or confirmed vaccine to, to, to COVID, the government, the international bodies, you know, everyone is looking at the leadership of yes. of of these uh, 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 pharmaceutical organizations to be able to come up with the innovative vaccine that is required. So again, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's been a very engaging conversation, a very passionate one um, as such. So um, where can people connect with you? I saw you recently launched your website. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, talk about technology. Talk about, you know, implementing digital technology. You have to launch your website so that, you know, you are able to reach the market or the audience that's, you know, uh, pre-COVID, you, you were not able to. So again, you know, share your social media handles and um, all the contact that where people can find you and, and, and do business with you. Of course, my central repository is my website currently. At least it has all my uh, information and integrated platforms in, through which I communicate my thoughts and my ideas around entrepreneurship. So my website is rapelangmuzumi.com. And there you will find also my other platforms that are integrated into the platform. So you'll find my uh, my Facebook uh, accounts you'll find instagram you'll find twitter as well so you'll also find the youtube channel that we have where we release um the the podcast and material that entrepreneurs can consume to learn more about some of the tools of entrepreneurs how to innovate how to start their business how to be compliant and many other resources that we talk about in the um in the youtube channel and also um um, um it has Inf more information about the thought leadership articles that we write as well. Mm. So, um, um, so we have released some of the thought leadership on the digital tools, on the entrepreneurship ecosystem, and also on innovation as well. So, very incredible stuff that you can find in that in that website. So, I direct people to the website because they are going to find all my platforms integrated and and all my. Um, my contacts into, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, included into the website as well so that they can find many ways to interact with us. So it is Rapelang Mutumi, and I suppose that uh, you will write my name there and then they will be able to get the spelling right, how to sure. spell rapelangmutsumi.com. And then that's where the, they will find us and we will find them too, and then we can ignite this passion of entrepreneurship together and change the world. So we are really excited. Indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you very much once again, Rapelang, for joining me on the podcast. And uh, I wish you all the best in your business. <laughs> no, thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. So um, thanks, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Um, please uh, share it with uh, friends and colleagues and associates. God bless.